Global Reader, a real-time factory tracker. This is Global Reader Factory Digitalization Podcast with Indrik Jal. Hello and uh, welcome back. Uh, today I'm being joined uh, in this podcast uh, uh, by uh, Mikko Stivs, who's a, um, a senior engineer at uh, Kronosia. And um, yeah, well, welcome uh, Mikus, and uh, please uh, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, about the company, and um, uh, what's, what's kind of the things that you talk about uh, digitalization in these days. Okay, hi. Uh, hi, everyone. So um, I'm uh, really excited to be here. Uh, of course, uh, I understand that uh, a lot of people are hearing me and stuff. <laughs> But um, uh, the thing is that we're talking about today about uh, digitalization and uh, uh, actually I'm working in a uh, company which is, is producing uh, pilots and pilot followers. And um, uh, before, uh, some years ago, I uh, was uh, working uh, in the mill factory, so uh, quite uh, the opposite. But uh, nevertheless, uh, as I figure, uh, the problems and the solutions are quite the same. And this uh, digitalization, which we're going through, uh, makes quite an impact on uh, all of these uh, things that uh, make uh, company and uh, production lines running. And uh, it also helps uh, from the maintenance point of view. So um, the digitalization um, for me, uh, mostly means that uh, I have the opportunity to effectively uh, see uh, every uh, production line as a whole and uh, understand how it is working, where we have a problem, where how can we get the solution? Uh, is it uh, should be a, should it be a raw materials or should it be a line itself or should it be people? Uh, in the way digitalization gives us the data to see how the line is working and how it's living its life. Uh, let's say it has a life cycle and uh, we understand what we have to do to uh, improve uh, its working uh, condition. So, so basically uh, what, what, um, what, what, what I hear at the moment is that um, uh, from your side, uh, since um, uh, you are a, like an engineer, it, and being an engineer is is a kind of a mindset uh, uh, of its own. So uh, you you want uh, the the machines to work as good as they can, as as and as I understand. So yeah. if we look back uh, at at the at your career and and uh, about the digitalization and and you mentioned previously that you were in in a wood industry, so you working at a wood mill, uh, if I understood correctly, yes. No, it's a flour mill. Uh, flour mill. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so food industry. Yeah. So, food so basically, yeah. uh, can you uh, can you uh, like um, um, the di digitalization is is like um, a buzzword from some parts uh, and nowadays. But when you worked over there, what did um, the, uh, the like the company strategy look like, and and uh, uh, what kind of a part uh, uh, were the uh, machine? Uh, how, how was machine uh, data integrated into that uh, strategy or, or how did it work over there? Uh, it worked over there like that, that we had uh, visualization. 
on the all the lines and uh, basically we were already working on the projects that uh, were uh, giving us more information about the production itself like uh, how much do we produce uh, which shift produces more which shift less uh, how the operators work uh, and actually this visualization what we had uh, gave us an insight in every day's work and helped us uh, to effectively manage the problems. Um, I don't know if I, about, I cannot say about the people because they didn't manage the people. So I can say only about the line. And then because uh, I was working as an uh, electrician there, I saw more uh, from the technical point of view, uh, less from uh, the, um, let's say people or um, operator point of view. But uh, okay, yeah. So 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 how was it? Uh, uh, like, um, well, if if you think about it, uh, so um, uh, I, I guess there was some sort of a SCADA system used. Uh, not yet, but we were getting close to it because okay. we were already starting to collect data about the history of the lines itself. So um, when I was uh, away uh, in uh, Switzerland, I took courses uh, in uh, maintenance engineering for two weeks. Uh, there I saw actually a SCADA system which was working and uh, the stuff they did, that was quite a lot. Uh, and basically I understand that oh, we also have to get uh, at some point into it and um, every production, uh, actually every uh, great uh, production is actually yeah, uh, how to say it? Uh, it would be every great factory uh, needs this kind of tool because otherwise, I don't, I cannot even imagine how are they, how can they deal with such a lot of problems which are coming outside? So, uh, you have to somehow manage them to decrease them, and uh, in the long run. Uh, you get uh, the lines running smoothly, people uh, also working as they should, and then you get more effectiveness out of it. That's the way it works, I should, I think. So, uh, but but um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I've never heard it from uh, like an uh, electrician uh, point of view. Uh, so uh, this is a very interesting uh, thing for me to hear, and I hope uh, our listeners uh, uh, also um, uh, take uh, some good ideas from it. So uh, what, what I want to know is that uh, when you did this um, um, uh, uh, this uh, like maintenance, yes. in the beginning you didn't have any kind of a system. No, so I created how hard it was myself it? actually. Okay, so Hardly. how hard was it to implement and and then uh, what, what why are there some any good points that you can bring out what actually changed? Uh, yes, uh, I can say that. Uh, uh, when I started to doing it, uh, I started to doing it because I saw too many, let's say, fires in the lines, so I wanted to avoid them. I understood that, okay, there are some guys already who have done it and they know it, and I start to uh, struggle through the internet and understand how is this even possible, and then it, in the in the end, I understood, okay, they're doing this and that, and uh, in the, the end, I understood the solution. How should I manage the lines in order to get them uh, the most effect, uh, effective way to work? And uh, let's say to decrease my time 
uh, to struggle to find the solution. So my working, uh, my work actually was uh, to um, make it so uh, that uh, the lines are running as effectively as they can. And what I did was actually I created a plan. We uh, we made uh, let's say uh, monthly uh, made uh, maintenance uh, on monthly basis. Actually, it's uh, quite quite uh, obvious that all the uh, managers uh, in the factories they do the they do it the same. And uh, let's say okay, uh, sometimes you can make it on monthly basis. Sometimes you have to do within three weeks. But actually, uh, the more information you get from the line. And you get it, okay, for me as a electrician was, I was uh, going through the lines uh, one day a week with a thermal camera to see where I have some mischief, some something which is uh, like uh, increasing temperature or, or, or stuff. So I know that, okay, I have to fix, fix this, I have to fix that. And then I could plan it in the long run. And it didn't stop the line just like a snap it uh, actually was planned to stop i could go to the production manager and tell him okay i need uh, one or two hours uh, to make it uh, happen and then okay so we got it and we can run for two three years in a row and um, nothing will happen there so i checked out these hot points and i made it so that they don't exist that's how i did it can, can, can you tell me uh, what was the change? Can you can you bring me uh, some? Can you point out some kind of numbers? Let's say that um, before you implemented this kind of uh, a, a process, I would say, uh, then um, uh, you had downtime. Let's say some kind of uh, hours or whatever you measured over there. And when you implemented that, what happened then? Okay, uh, of course, uh, as. Uh, the more we implemented and uh, let the system start working, and I also uh, get got the, the um, colleagues also to do it. So when we started to work as a team, and um, at the beginning, the downtime was, I don't know, some 20, 24 hours in a month. And in the end, actually, our goal all the time was six to eight hours. So it's one shift. And uh, we could, we could, we could. Uh, okay, uh, this was this was actually done. Like uh, we had uh, this um, a downtime for uh, six to eight hours, and we uh, took the liberty to take uh, also eight eight spare hours to decrease this downtime. So uh, the production manager also understood that in order to make it run smoothly, we have to take the line and stop it time after time so we can manage it and uh, build it up so we can work more. So, and also um, we use an Excel uh, sheet to understand uh, whether and what information do we need to gather and where are our hot points and what should we concentrate on. So in the in the end, actually we went quite, uh, quite, quite, uh, close to these six hours of um, downtime in a month. So it was a good result. The line was working actually 94, 95% of its all time during the month. So I think that's quite good. 
if in, in the beginning it was uh, working the 19 or even 85 percent that is a bit so so uh just to to uh, sum it up somehow uh, and and point maybe some things out so uh, then then uh, what what you're saying is that um, uh, you focused on the maintenance uh, and and the fires i hope weren't real fires they were actually like uh, uh, it, it, it something happened over there not the real fire but uh, no, no. but but uh, you you started to collect the data and uh, digitalize the data collection and and how you handle the data and basically you went from uh, uh, 24 hours of of downtime in a month to actually uh, 6 hours uh, yeah. And and did did, did your uh, team also in, uh, increase uh, during that time, or or was the team size the same? Uh, actually, at the beginning we were uh, four people, um, let's say two electricians and two mechanics. But in the long run, we understood that we need four full ships, of like four mechanics and four uh, electricians, which are specifically trained to understand what is uh, going on in the lines. And to collect the data we need to further increase, uh, decrease the time uh, for, uh, for, 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 let's say, for downtime. And that's it. And um, actually, uh, these, uh, this, uh, this maintenance uh, uh, pointed out several topics and uh, things that we should uh, do uh, in every maintenance. And then in the end, we actually had a protocol made. So what we checked. But let's say a checklist. Yeah, what we check, why we check it, how frequently we check it, and and so on. So, so, so lately, uh, people are talking uh, a lot about uh, predictive maintenance. Yes. And um, uh, well, if you think back on on your uh, career and and your experience, so uh, when you started uh, in in that um, uh, in that flour mill, and and uh, basically uh, they. The information and the processes that you got, where was it even possible at that time to start thinking about predictive maintenance? Uh, that was actually the first thing I started to think about because uh, the predictive maintenance actually is more cost efficient. At uh, of course, it in the in the first uh, in the first few steps, it requires a lot of information to gather, but as you understand it, and uh, the cost efficiency is is, is always uh, the golden egg for the for the management, so they understand. So you're uh, actually uh, working more effectively. You're uh, you're not spending the money on the things you, sh you shouldn't have, and then when you have it all, in the in the end, you have the best solution you can you can have actually. Uh, but I also understand the predictive maintenance is a good thing, but you shouldn't also rely on it 100%. Because there always will be some human factor, machine factor, which you also, you just cannot uh, uh, predict. That, that, that's it. But mostly, yeah, of course, uh, I can say that 95% predictive maintenance is, is a very, very good, very good thing. But would would you say that uh, the the predictive maintenance of uh, um, it's it's um, um, well maybe we we have to a little bit uh, define what predictive maintenance is, but uh, but uh, on the other hand, um, 
what I've heard uh, from from uh, my uh, good partners who who actually provide these services of uh, predictive maintenance and and they have said that um, if you don't have your maintenance plan and all the maintenance processes in uh, in place then going uh, to do uh, predictive maintenance so that it will start to say that okay this machine might have a, an issue um, th this would be really really difficult uh, it was difficult in the beginning but I didn't want to start with the planned maintenance just because of the few things that we didn't have. First was a budget. We were low on the budget, so we had to understand what can we afford and we, what can we cannot. Uh, the second was uh, we didn't have the people. So in order to do the planned maintenance, we need some sort of uh, uh, a team which is coming to do it. And also we couldn't... Uh, uh, we couldn't... Um, Let's say we couldn't uh, afford uh, so long stops because uh, fine maintenance takes a lot of stops. You have to stop a line for, let's say, three or four days, go for it fully, and then understand what, why, and then you have to start to uh, change something. So it, this is a lot of time, which we could also not afford. So we started on the hard way, but eventually it turned up very good. Okay, so so uh, yeah, well, uh, congratulations on you uh, on that. So this uh, this uh, this is like uh, uh, something that uh, is is amazing that you have pushed through. Um, if if we now move forward, maybe uh, what what's your uh, current experience uh, in 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 the current company? So that um, um, uh, when you started, where was there something uh, in terms of maintenance uh, on place already, or or? Or how has it involved, or what kind of plans do you have over there for for uh, doing the maintenances and and uh, having the machines work more? Uh, yes, there was already a, a plan. Uh, there was already a system which was working, and um, the thing that I do now uh, mostly uh, about it is that I collect data and uh, I understand with the uh, mechanics what we should and should not do. And where we should do it but actually it's mostly the information coming from them because their system is already working so basically it's, it's you, you you shouldn't ruin something that is already working <laughs> that's, <the thing. laughs> that's that's a nice thought <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, on the other hand um, i know that uh, uh, at the moment you have been implementing global reader a bit and and i heard that um, uh, you are um, uh, you are just saying that uh, you, you are using uh, the data from uh, from the uh, from the team and uh, yes. from the machines. So so I guess uh, at the moment you're uh, more involved in, in in creating the system for future maintenances. Let's say it's so. Yeah, uh, because so, in the future I think that this data will be uh, collected uh, more efficiently if we look at the, the numbers coming out. Uh, and it's more uh, easy to persuade the managers to to uh, provide uh, the sort resources if they see that okay because uh, I can say it's it it it's plainly that uh, global reader in my opinion for now has the best uh, data what we can get from the line as I have seen it do to 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 this day so. Uh, may, uh, basically, uh, it is good for the managers and it is good for us. So we can see how the line is running, how the raw material is affecting the line, how the operator is affecting the line. So 
we can make some, um, let's say, uh, we can understand why it's happening and uh, what is happening and how often it's happening. So uh, actually, we can understand also the problems in the long run for the lines because we already have a, a tool which is showing all the lines together on one on one side. And uh, the problem, uh, what I experienced in the previous uh, production was that it didn't uh, then to that time, because I know now they have already established also uh, their own system within, uh, but then we didn't have it. I had to collect it myself. So I want to make it so that it is digitalized to the end. So we see the data, it's coming to the operator is putting in uh, everything what is happening there and we can analyze we can have uh, charts and views and every, everything that we need but but can you bring out any other uh, tools or or uh, uh, systems or something that uh, you are currently using uh, in in your factory that uh, that have uh, helped you gather this data that you are using in your daily work actually for now it's like uh, we have uh, mainly the global reader and also, we are having, uh, uh, we have implemented already, that there was implemented the system that uh, uh, before every maintenance, which is run for one day, for eight hours, for one shift, uh, we had uh, actually written down the topics, what operator would like us to do in the line. So basically, they are the ears and the eyes of the, of us there in the line they know the line very well so uh if they're is they're experienced enough then we can rely on their data and then we can say that okay this uh, we do that we cannot this uh, we can prepare and actually it's very good that if we make it uh, one week earlier or a few days earlier actually we can prepare and have the parts we need and we can manage it so the culture in the company is already uh, built up in a way that uh, actually uh, operators and technicians uh, talk all the time and, and uh, yes. you, you get the idea what needs to be done on the machine. But this is still being done through, um, uh, through uh, just communication or do you have some kind of a tool for it uh, to, from the operator to give, it, to give the data to you and, and uh, uh, to give feedback? Uh, before the global reader, we actually had had uh, 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 the tool for this, uh, but I don't know how much it is working because it is working right now, the tool. But um, the thing is that uh, the functions of global reader and that tool is actually, uh, let's say, they're 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 not summarizing. They're actually kind of uh, do one work so uh, actually we can do it or with one tool or, the, or with the other so basically uh global reader gives us more info information about the production itself but the the other tool gives us more uh, information about the uh, processes and the problems which are in the line so i think that uh, we should have one tool but uh, the question is to you can you provide that tool? 
<laughs> well, I th from my side, I can say that I, I would say that this this is a, a place to um, think how uh, how can they uh, complement each other so um, and work together. Uh, but but uh, I, I mean uh, uh, like um, uh, more towards uh, also the future. That um, where where would you like uh, to see how the uh, how the techni technical team actually works? Um, actually. As I said before, maybe I didn't say it, but I thought it because uh, I think that uh, the uh, the maintenance team should have the data uh, both from the line and both from the people because sometimes there are some things that you cannot put in the system. So I understand that, okay, we go into the digitalization and uh, we're making much of it, but I think mostly for the time being, there will be some 30-25% of the info which will be uh, gathered just talking to the people. So digitalization will not sell, solve every, everything as I can understand? It will, but not, uh, but in the long run. They, it will, but in the long run. So it's, uh, let's say I don't see it uh, in the following years, not at once. Because the people have to understand that they would have to put all the information in some sort of tool. As uh, and when they do, when they do understand it, then we can talk about uh, the real digitalization to the hundred percent. But for now, I think they are not ready yet. Let's say. And and this is actually a, a very good point that you brought out that that the people are not uh, yet uh, ready. I I hear that a lot, and um, uh, this is um, uh, I call it uh, the the culture, uh, so that uh, people actually uh, know that uh, everything is being digitalized and we learn more and all that. This is um, um, uh, something that um, uh, that um, our our marketing guys uh, came up uh, with with. Uh, uh like a saying that uh, can we make uh, production sexy again so this is this is for the for the for the, for the young people so uh w w would you say that um uh, like uh, if you implement these kind of tools or think about digitalization is it easier to to find uh, younger people or, or or overall labor to to uh, work in the factory yeah, I think it is uh, very, very, very much easier because uh, once they see all the gadgets that they are using at home, tablets and stuff, they come to it. They, this is the thing that they understand. They don't understand working there just uh, with some, uh, I don't know, uh, tools or something. This they don't understand that much. But when they see the, the monitors and the tablets and, and everything and that stuff, and they see that there are there are tools which are working. Then I think that it it, it is quite of interest of the, uh, on them because it has quite an influence on them. Then, or I think that yeah, we can then we can say that okay, young people should come. So so uh, maybe this is uh, maybe this is a good point where we can actually um, uh, finish our talk today. So um, uh, let's take it uh, uh, with us that uh, digitalization makes uh, factories sexy again. And yes. <laughs> um, I, I hope that uh, we can uh, talk again in the near future. So um, uh, thanks for uh, joining me. And um, yeah, good luck uh, on, on your, uh, on your um, uh, maintenance uh, team and, and digitalization. 
Uh -huh. Thanks a lot. Visit globalreader.eu to find out more. This is Global Reader Factory Digitalization Podcast with Indrik Jarl.